Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. I believe in going on unto perfection. I believe in that. But I tell you, brother, I'm like Paul. I don't count myself to already be perfect. And I'll tell you the truth about it. About the time I think I'm doing pretty good and getting pretty sanctified. About that time something will happen and I'll find out I ain't near as sanctified as I thought I was. How about you? I said, how about you? Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Kenneth E. Hagen continues his teaching on Christ the Deliverer. Later in today's program, I'll tell you more about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagen for today's message. Well, now you see this man just sure that he had sinned, and that he wasn't going to get healed because he'd sinned, because he'd failed, been such a failure. But through the Word of God, he was able to help it. Then this other case come up with this other individual, and I sort of entertained the thought myself. I thought, well, I don't know whether the Lord's going to heal that guy or not. <laughs> Amen. You know, I don't know whether to pray for sure or not. Now, now these thoughts bother sometimes. Because he's failed and he's turned right around and, and, and stumbled over the same stumbling stone again and again and again and again. Just done the same thing. Looked like it, if it's something else, it'd be something but the same thing. So as I was driving the car towards the church, you see, Again, the Lord said to me, he said, uh, Do you think that I would uh, require you to do something that I wouldn't do? And immediately I spoke up. I didn't know he was going to get me in a corner, you know. And immediately I spoke up and said, Well, Lord, no, Lord, I'm sure you wouldn't because if you required to me, in other words, would say to me, you'd do something that I wouldn't do, I think that sort of be unjust. Well, then he asked me again. He said, do you think that I would require you to be more forgiving than I am? Or do you think that I would require you to forgive when I wouldn't forgive? I didn't know what he's getting to that. And I said, no, I don't think you would. Well, he said, you remember when I was on the earth and Peter said to me one day, now, Master, he said, if my brother sins against me, how oft should I forgive him till seven times? And said, I said, no, not till seven times, but I said, you seven times seventy. Well, seven times seventy would be 490 times. And if I understand that correctly, putting in with some other scripture that's along the same line, that means in one day. And I began to see what he was getting to. He was... He, he knew that in the state I was in, I couldn't help that fella because I was about ready to condemn him myself. And said, that poor fella, I don't know. He's just messed up so much and just keeps sinning, doing wrong, and stumbling over this. Thing. I knew his heart, you know, was tender toward God, all right, but just seemed to keep falling over that same thing. And I said, no, Lord, I'm sure of that. I'm sure of that. That wouldn't be right for you to ask me. And I know he's asked us as a church and Peter and the disciples and any of us to, if you wouldn't forgive, you wouldn't require us to do something you wouldn't do, it wouldn't be right. Well, all right, then he said. And then he quickened that scripture to me again. I'd used it to help the other fellow, you see. But in sort of let it get away from me. I didn't, I was sort of, I'll tell you the truth about it. Tell you the real truth about it. I was almost of the opinion not to help this guy. I guess maybe sort of condemn him or, or, or something, you know, or sort of <laughs> punish him for his wrongdoing. <laughs> So the Lord said, pointed out to me, 
that not only was healing available to that man, but the forgiveness of his sins. That he had said, not only will the prior faith save the sick, but if he has committed sins, and it didn't say sin, it said sins in the plural, they shall be forgiven him. And I'm glad, bless God, I was able, even if I was reluctant at first, <laughs> I, I thrilled in the Word of God. I said I thrilled in the Word of God. Now it scares some people to death for you to preach that way. Because they just know that you're trying to give people a license to sin. And I tell folks all the time, there's no use us to give them a license to sin. They'll do enough sinning without it. And then again, some folks are just sure that when you preach that way, that you're preaching a sin in religion. And like one fellow said to me, bless God, I believe in living above sin. I said, I do too. But I haven't met anybody that's done it, have you? I said, have you and do you? Now I said, wait a minute before you answer. Because I want to tell you something, if you say yes, I want to get your picture. And I want to blow it up to about 14 by 20 and ride under it, the biggest liar I've ever met. <laughs> and he said, no, I haven't. I said, I knew you had. I said, did you ever have to fall back on some of these scriptures and say, Lord, forgive me? He said, plenty of time. Well, I said, what are you griping about then? Praise the Lord. No, we're not giving people a license to sin or encouraging folks to do wrong. But I'll tell you, thank God for his mercy. Amen. If it hadn't been for his goodness, where would we have been? I believe in going on unto perfection. I believe in that. But I'll tell you, brother, I'm like Paul. I don't count myself to already be perfect. And I'll tell you the truth about it. About the time I think I'm doing pretty good and getting pretty sanctified. About that time something will happen and I'll find out I ain't near as sanctified as I thought I was. How about you? I said, how about you? Huh? Amen. Amen. Yes, sir, that's the truth. That's the truth. That's the truth. Well, I tell you, I don't see that we have any room to be of trying to blame and fix the blame. I'll tell you what, let's do. Let's just preach deliverance. Amen. Let's just preach what the Word of God said, that if folks are condemning themselves and say, I'd missed it, well, let's tell them, thank God it's in there, that he not only said the prayer of faith shall save the sick, but if he's committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. And tell them the 103rd Psalm said, Who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. Can you say amen? amen. But you know, we've sort of got to carry over nowadays in the religious circles from these, from these Pharisees here in the days of Jesus upon the earth. Here in this ninth chapter of John. Yes, sir, we still got that same old pharisaical spirit. And you know what? It made those folks mad and this fellow got healed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They weren't at all glad about it. They got mad about it. Isn't that strange that folks get mad because somebody got something from God? I mean church people. Amen, that's true. And so they called him in and talked to him about it called him on the carpet and so he told them about it well they called his parents in his mom and daddy got to thinking about it and said now we've been a member of this church for years and grandpa and grandma's in this church and we don't want to get in trouble 
Well, they said he's our boy, all right. He's our son, and he was blind, but said, now, he can see now. Now, how it all happened, we don't know. Now, you know better than that. He told them they knew exactly what happened. But see, they didn't want to get excommunicated because it's going to turn them out. So they called him in again and asked him about it. Yeah, he said, this is the way it happened. This man Jesus healed me. He said, why, you ask me, you want to believe in him too? And they got up and throwed him out. Amen. They weren't at all glad about that. Made him mad. Ignored the poor fellow till now. Pay no attention to him whatsoever. But just as soon as he got something from God, then they got stirred up about it. Sort of reminds me down in East Texas, I know a fellow that was in the road business building. He's a contractor in the road business build, building business. And, uh, of course, involves thousands of dollars. Man of much wealth. This had the revival, a little full gospel church, and so some of the neighbors invited him to go and finally got him to go. And he and his wife went out on a Sunday night to attend the revival, and he went to the altar. Well, both of them went to the altar, and both of them were saved. Well, it got circulated over time because it's unusual for a man of his social standing and wealth and business and so on to be down in the humble full gospel church, and so it sort of went out over town. It wasn't too big of a town, oh, 35,000, 40,000 population, little city of guests probably around 30 or 40,000 at that time. I'm sure it's bigger now, but anyway, uh, it, so it got out. So it got back to the pastor of the church that he belonged to. And so this pastor came out where he was building a road to see him, <laughs> building a highway. And he finally got hold of him, and he said to him, well, I thought I'd come to see you. And he knew what he was up to, and he said, now, isn't that strange? that I was raised up in your church and my grandmother and grandfather's member of your church and my mother and daddy's member of your church and I've been a member of your church for 19 years myself ever since I was a younger fellow and, and, and I haven't been to church in 18 months I haven't set my foot inside the church door in 18 months and isn't that strange you've never come before to see about me I just wonder why so the pastor grinned and said well I heard about what happened last Sunday night he said now don't you let those people fool you you've been saved all the time why he said I haven't been I haven't been saved at all till last Sunday night. I got saved last Sunday night. I got born again last Sunday night. Oh, he said, you just got down there among those, uh, those people, and they may be pretty good people, but they're quite emotional, and they got you all stirred up, and it'll wear off. It'll wear off in a few days. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan in this package is called Winning in the Time of Trouble. Uh, four CDs, we have to win when we're in fear. That's right. Fear paralyzes you, as I've said in there already. It keeps you from making a good decision. That's why he said, I'm not giving you the spirit of fear, but the power and the sound mind. So when you begin to realize what is in this, in there here, these four CDs, it's tremendous what I talk about in here. I talk about winning over every obstacle. I yes. talk about how to get to the finish line and be successful. I was told many, many times, and that's why I've got a track runner on there, that I couldn't win the race. Yes. But I did. That's right. You're told that you're not going to get out of this trouble. You're in it for good. You might as well just learn how to live with it. That's not so. No. You can win in trouble. And then a little slimline book is You Can Make It. 
Absolutely. Regardless of what you're uh, faced with, you What you're it. faced with. And then a book by my dad, little old, we call them mini books, just mm -hmm. so that, you know, goes in your shirt pocket or easy to carry in your purse. Yes. You can have what you say. That's right. How you think, how you talk about your situation is whether you win or lose. That's if right. If you talk about the trouble, then you're going to stand up. But if you talk about the problem solver, the yes. trouble reliever, then you're going to win. You know, honey, even in little things, I know that uh, when we started playing golf. Yeah. Well, every time I would get to a hole where there was water, that you had to go over the water. Yeah. You might call it fear, but because I had failed at one time and the ball went into the water. And so every time that I face that water, it's like that fear, that's going to go in there. You start thinking that. Uh -huh, you start, uh-huh. But I had to start saying, hey, I'm going to go over to the other side. Right. I'm gonna, so that goes along with you can have what you yeah. say. And now, I did. All of these are regular retail for $35.90. But I want you to have them for $21.95 because yes. I know what these will do for you. I'm just not trying to get you to, to sell a book or some CDs. I'm trying to get something in your hand yes. that will set you free and get you on the road to success. That's right. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rhema for Today. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagen on Christ the Deliverer. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org for more great resources. The series you just heard is in the bookstore as well. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.